family. And this podcast is about encouraging you to trust yourself again, especially when it comes to business. It's about self-worth and self-belief, and it's about leaning into our intuition for guidance. I know so many women, including myself, who see business as an opportunity to better the lives of other people while creating one we love. But so many of us get lost in the world of business advice. I believe the impact of our business and our connection to our people is really more determined by our thoughts about ourselves and our energy than it is by our marketing strategy. So if you're tired of trying to do business like everyone else, how about we try doing business differently? All right. Hello. So welcome to this week's free class. It's um, it's about five ways to use your intuition in your, in your business. So which is kind of why today we're in my bedroom and I'm sitting on my yoga mat and I just like wanted to make it kind of more laid back, relaxed, and just get comfortable and just like kind of share these ways of tuning into your intuition. Um, they, they can be used honestly for anything. So to help you in any area of your life, um, I am going to talk about it in the context of business, but I use these tools in my own life um, to tune into my intuition for whatever it is um, that I'm like working on, trying to create, um, whenever I feel uncertainty. So they're really good ways to reconnect with yourself, um, to get clear about what you want, to get clear about what your next steps are, um, to help you kind of make sense of sometimes everything that comes up in your head. Um, sometimes we have so many ideas. It feels like we have so many options and choices, um, that we could make, right? And so tuning into our intuition is really good because it allows us to kind of connect with what we know is right for us, who we are, and kind of just kind of access that inner wisdom that to me is worth a lot more and knows what's best for us a lot more than let's say making a pros and cons list or asking someone else what they think we should do. So when it comes to creating the life that we want and being fully ourselves and, you know, attracting all those nice things, um, when it comes to create the light, creating the life that we truly want, the life and business, um, it comes down to um, honoring what we know. So what we know is right for us. And so we are the best person to know how we should be moving forward, how we should be doing things. And um, we are the best source of our own guidance. Like we have access to that at all times. Sometimes we forget. And a lot of times also, we don't think that it applies to business. So I think that it's, um, yeah, a lot of times we believe that business is kind of a hit or miss thing where either we're doing it right or we're not. Um, but actually there's like, a thousand different ways that we can do things and what our intuition does is it it takes into consideration all of the available options for us and guides us to choose the one that fits most most with how we want to feel who we are and what's in our best interest basically so 
that's how we use our intuition. And so I'm going to help you today um, with five ways that you can connect with your intuition. There are five of my favorite ways that I use, that I go back to. Um, there are things that I've learned. Um, a lot of them, let me see. So at least one or two from three from my training. And then some are me, some are like, I just got somewhere else. And it's like, you can always adapt these to you and um, do things your way also in that respect. Um, so yeah, so it's all possible. There are so many options, but I'm just gonna share these. Take the ones that resonate, leave the ones that don't. Um, but ultimately the message that I wanna share today is you know a lot more about what's right to do in your business than you give yourself credit for. You know a lot more what's gonna help you move forward in a way that's really gonna help things work out. You know a lot more in general about business and about um, what your people want and what's gonna be most effective and what's gonna be with the most fun. And you know, you know a lot more about all those things than you give yourself credit for. We're just used to seeing a lot of people you know, I love people who own their expertise, but often expertise sometimes, well, often, sometimes. Sometimes a person in a position of expertise will share their knowledge in a way that says, this is what you need to know. Therefore, you're not like, it's kind of as if it says, you're not enough right now. You don't know enough right now. Um, this is what you need. Otherwise, it's not going to work. My standpoint is I like to make things available, right? And it's owning our expertise is owning what we know. So being an expert in your field is fine. But I like to come from a place of this is what I know. This is what I'm making available to you. And then what you get to do is you get to choose what works for you, what doesn't. You get to, to pick and choose and take the things that resonate and leave the things that don't, right? So that's really kind of what matters to me is there is no all or nothing in anything. Weight loss, finding love, um, making money, started like doing business, marketing, selling, you know, what assigning clients, whatever, like there is no wrong, one right way to do it. And so whenever I see someone selling their one right way, that just like, it kind of um, doesn't leave room for intuition. It doesn't leave room for our uniqueness and for the, the specific way in which we want to do things. And it kind of doesn't honor who we are and our unique abilities and our unique gifts and our quirks and our personality and our needs, you know? So I really like to see business as an opportunity for us to create the life that we want and for us to also empower ourselves through our choices because every time we make a choice that honors what we know we're telling ourselves yes i trust you we're telling ourselves that we are good enough that we can be trusted that we know enough and i think that's a really important um, point of view to have when it comes to business right i think it's a lot more empowering than constantly like 
been constantly kind of depending on other people to tell us what we should be doing and turning to them for for guidance and for um, advice and you know for all of that. So yeah, so that's the goal for today. My goal is to kind of help you um, yeah, develop a little bit more self-trust, maybe tune into what you know a little bit more. And it's not like you have to start like all over what you've been doing or that you have to change everything starting tomorrow. It's just that you can start integrating these practices little by little in your life. And you can even start using them outside of your business and start really seeing how they actually really build self-trust and help you create the life that you really want. And then when you really notice that you can be trusted and that it really has your best interest at heart, then you can integrate them a little bit more in your business if you wanna do that way. Um, but I just like, I really like it for everything. Um, I think that intuition, using intuition in my business has been the most helpful, um, transformative, creative, fun thing ever because it kind of just gave me permission to be myself. It gave me permission to do things my way and to let things be easy because I really think that we all come into this life, into our business with a set of, of preferences, a set of um, interests, a, like personality traits and, and all of that. And so I, yeah, <laughs> I think that our intuition kind of allows us to mold our business around us rather than us trying to fit ourselves into a box that just kind of feels off, right? So I'm just going to quickly have a little check. Okay. Perfect. So, okay. So our number one way of using our intuition is um, we call it the body compass. All right. So this is something that was, um, this is something that was taught to me in my coach training. So um, what we do is we kind of use the body compass as calibrating the positive end of the scale and the negative end of the scale, all right? Compass. This actually, this tool really changed things for me when I first started learning about coaching. And I, I found it originally through one of Martha Beck's books. So she's the coach that um, I trained with um, after reading all her books and falling in love with her methodology and her way of doing things and like her general approach to life, right? She's very um, intuition centered and rebuilding that self-trust and healing and, and all of that, right? And she's also the one who introduced me to the work, which I always often talk about, um, which is the tool that I use to work through our limiting beliefs, our thoughts, um, healing those negative patterns and all of that. Okay, so the way the body compass works. So I'm gonna walk you quickly through that exercise. Um, but what I think I'm gonna do is I'm also going to include kind of a cheat sheet with this kind of class so that you can kind of go back and get those instructions and maybe settle down whenever you have a couple minutes and kind of just practice um, tuning into your intuition using those exercises. So I'm going to run through them, but I'm also going to create that so that you can download it and then kind of just do it 
um, whenever it feels right, if that's helpful. Okay, so first off, we're gonna calibrate the negative end of your compass, all right? So it's kind of like a scale, right? An emotional scale. So what this is gonna help us do is when we calibrate the positive and the negative, then it helps us tune into our intuition and know what's a yes and what's a no. So that's really how it helps us. So we calibrate it using body sensations because that's usually how our intuition talks to us. Um, it's kind of like, sometimes it's a gut feeling, sometimes it's, um, I don't know, maybe we get a message or something through, but um, this exercise really tunes into our physical sensations in our body. So we're gonna start off with calibrating the negative end of your scale so, so that we can use your body as a compass after that and so that it can guide you. And it's really, it's really amazing. It's, it's been very helpful for me. So calibrating the negative end of your scale, um, you have to think about a situation or a person that um, didn't, doesn't feel good, a person that you don't like, a situation that you really don't want to go, you wouldn't want to go back to, something that was, you know, that really didn't feel good. Not the worst experience of your life, but an experience that really didn't feel good. So you want to tune into that and you want to kind of go back there just for the moment, just for now, temporarily. We're just going to go back to that situation or go back to a situation where you were with that person that you don't like. Okay, so you can close your eyes if you want. We're just going to tune into um, that situation. All right. So really pay attention now to any physical sensations that come up in your body, any kind of reaction that you feel right? As, as you imagine yourself in that situation or in front of that person, what sensation in your body comes up? Sometimes it's going to be like your heart starts beating faster. Sometimes your throat feels like it's blocked. Sometimes you have like, you feel like you're going to be sick. Your shoulders tense up. Uh, maybe you feel a little bit sweaty. Um, maybe you're, you know, you just kind of, um, have a fluttery sensation in your chest, whatever it is, you kind of just tune into that and take note of the sensation that comes up when you think about that situation or that person. And so those physical sensations that you experience, they represent when your body and your intuition says no. So when we're going to um, calibrate the positive end of the scale, we are actually going to have a clear, a clear set of kind of guidelines for when your intuition says yes and when it says no. So it's kind of based on your physical sensations, it actually tells you what's meant for you and what's not, right? So when you consider your options, then you actually get to tune into your body and notice what sensations come up. And using your own personal scale, you can notice, okay, these sensations usually mean yes, and these sensations usually mean no. So when it comes to calibrating the positive end of your scale, it's very similar. We actually think about a person that we really, really love, or we think about a situation where when we felt really good, you know, a situation that was just a beautiful moment for us, all right? So just think back to that situation and really identify that. And then what we're going to do again is we're going to identify those 
physical sensations that came up when you were with that person or when you were in that situation. So really think back to that beautiful moment and notice anything that comes up in your body, okay? So that could be, again, it could be fluttery sensations in your stomach, in your chest. Um, you can feel like your shoulders are going back. You can feel like um, bubbly inside or um, I don't know, you can just feel flushed, anything like that. Like just really notice what um, comes up in your body um, and take note of that as well, okay? So the way that we use the body compass is really as a compass. So when you take note of those negative sensations and those positive sensations, that, that's your body's way of telling you what's meant for you, what's not. So when it comes to making decisions in your business, you could, for example, use this tool if you're thinking about hiring someone to work with, like a business coach, an assist, a personal assistant, um, a designer, anything like that. Or even if it's um, you're thinking about an offer that you want to create, right? So anything along those lines, or maybe it's even about pricing. So what you can do is you can actually consider your options. So you, when it comes to pricing, let's say, you could choose two different pricing options. And then what you would do is you would think about that option and then you would notice any sensations that come up. And the sensations that feel closer to yes or no, that's how you know whether or not it's the right step to take. Um, so whether you want to hire someone, if you're considering two different programs, if you're just considering even hiring someone or not, then it would be the same, right? You would consider both options and then you would first consider the first one, see whether it tends to be more of a positive or a negative physical reaction, and then you would consider the other one. And then that would really inform you on how to move forward next, right? So that's a really nice way of using your intuition when it comes to your business. Okay, I think it's really helpful. So I will be including that as a separate kind of cheat sheet just so that you have a way to kind of go back to the tool without having to re-listen to the entire podcast. So I'll do a cheat sheet and I'll include all the different kind of little steps. Um, I can even like do it as a worksheet so you can fill in the spaces if you want for that. It's really useful. If you like the exercise, I also recommend Martha Beck's books because she's amazing. Okay, so that was the first one. So the body compass, um, this is just really good. And if you kind of notice that you get stuck, really think about a person that you do not like or something that you really don't like to do even if you're not someone who's usually in tune with your body, you right away know when, when there's someone you don't want to be with, you don't want to see, you don't want to talk to. Maybe it's someone who really hurt you in the past. Maybe, you know, something like that. So I just like, I can think of someone right now and someone I really don't want to see. And I kind of just feel like curling up and I kind of feel a little bit sick in my stomach, right? So um, that is a clear no, okay? The body and the intuition, they don't lie. So I really believe they always have our best interest at heart. And so, as I said earlier, what the intuition does is it takes into account all of the different options that are available for us in that moment. And it guides us towards the one 
that is in our best interest and that's really meant for us. So it's always taking into consideration what's available for you at that moment, at that specific moment in time. So your intuition is never gonna tell you like, um, to kind of go for something that's just not available in that moment, right? It's always gonna be the easiest possible option, the, pos the option that feels the best, right? The, the most good feeling option, if that makes sense. Not to say that there might not be fear around it, because if you're stepping into something new and you're making a new kind of decision, that is gonna bring up fear, but that doesn't mean that your body isn't saying yes. So if you notice that you have both, you have fear coming up in your mind, but your body really says yes, move into that yes. And then that's when you, you'll really see that it always has your best interest at heart because then you'll see the result from that and you'll see that you never make a mistake when you trust your gut. And so that really works in business as well, right? Okay. So that was number one. Let's move on to number two. So um, number two is a pretty well-known exercise. I have um, one of like my favorite ways of doing this. So it's called kind of future self envisioning. So that's when you tune in to either a future version of your life or a future version of yourself and you kind of ask that person or notice elements of that life to inform you and in how to move forward today. So what's really helpful about this is that usually from where we are right now, we're not equipped to make the decisions that are gonna take us to where we want to be. Because what we are like the, our basis for our decision-making today is really based on what we've known in the past and what we've done up until now. So we usually kind of are a little bit limited in what we think is possible, what we think we're capable of, um, whether or not we think we're worthy, you know, it's, it's um, a lot of it comes down to what we're used to. And so what's really helpful of future self envisioning is that it moves past the possibility and impossibility kind of limit that we set on ourselves. And it kind of moves past that and it allows us to tune into a reality that, um, that is unknown to us, but that feels very possible for our intuition. So that's when you really kind of imagine your ideal life, um, your ideal business. And what I really like to do, so this is an exercise that I got, kind of a variation that I got from, um, I think her name is Katherine Morrison from her podcast, was it? I don't know. But I've always done future self envisioning. I would envision my future self. I would visit her in my future home and I would ask her questions. So that's also called the inner mentor. And there's a meditation on this that is given by Tara Moore in the book, Playing Big. So if you are playing small in your life, playing big is very good. Um, it gives a lot of really good basics for um, having the courage to, to show up more fully in your life, to stop apologizing, um, to stop playing small and like all the little things that we do as women that kind of discredit our worth and that discredit, um, that kind of make us feel guilty for taking up the space that is ours in the world, basically. 
but she has a meditation in the book um, and like she has a video um, an audio that she gives with it but that's also the 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 thing that I, I'm thinking about now, and she calls it the inner mentor. So you go and visit yourself in the future and you have a conversation with that woman. Um, Martha Beck, my um, teacher, also has one of her own. I can't remember what hers is called. It's a little bit quirky. There are so many ways to do this. Um, so definitely go with whatever feels right and fun and easy for you and, and most expansive and inspiring. Um, but what I like to do lately is to, so let's say I set my goal, right? So what I did recently is I set my goal to having 10 women join my Biz Made Easy program. And I would love to have also six women um, be one-on-one -on -one clients with me in my Ask for Help coaching program. So that's my one-on-one -on -one just coaching offer. Um, so that's a goal that I set for myself and I set that as a three month goal. So a 90 day goal, right? And so what I did and what you can do for your own business is actually go to the, go to the place where you have already accomplished the goal, right? So kind of imagine yourself meeting the woman 90 days from now who has already done it right? Who already has the thing that you want, who already accomplished those things. And you sit down and you have a conversation with her. And what I really like to ask myself is how does she need me to show up for her? How does she need me to show up for her? What does she need me to do today in order for her to have her dreams and her goals met and her, you know, for all of that to happen. And so I, when I've done that, it has really like unblocked a lot of things and it really gave me some really powerful insights. Um, so to really think about, so what would that version of you, what would she need you to do? How would she need you to show up in your business and, you know, whatever it is, like it kind of has the power to shape your to-do list. And so when I ask that, it kind of really helped me come up with the things that I wanted to do in order to kind of promote my program and also the mindset that I would need to have in order to feel like it's actually possible. And then I did a lot of thought work around all the reasons why I didn't think it was possible and why I didn't think I or my program were good enough and you all those all that stuff right so all of the things the beliefs and fears that come up um I did the work on them but the thing that guided me in the next steps that I was supposed to make was my future self right was the self the part of me who's already done it and so she told me I can't quite remember what she told me but um, I, I just did what she said. I just, she, I not jotted it down and I, that's how I took action. And, um, and it just made a lot of sense. And I liked it because I was showing up for her, right? I was doing those things for her. And so it kind of took me to a different place. Whereas before I had been trying to do it for the current now version of me and it just didn't resonate as much and it just didn't feel as powerful whereas for her it's already done and so 
it's kind of almost like reverse engineering and having her tell me, okay, how did you do it? What allowed you to get there? Um, and yeah, so it, and I like it because it's, a, it's about tuning into your own wisdom. She's never going to tell you to do something that you don't like or that you don't want to do. And so it's really empowering and you're tuning into yourself. So you're not turning to someone else to tell you what you should be doing. And so I really like that. I really like that. And so for me, whatever, whatever comes from that conversation that you have with her, that's fully your intuition communicating with you, right? If you really allow it to flow, the things that are going to come from that are really through intuition. So um, I really like that. And so you can ask her whatever questions you want, actually. If you really sit down and you want to kind of visualize and meditate yourself meeting the woman who's accomplished your, your goal, whether it's a 90-day goal or a one-year goal, um, I really like this way of, of approaching it. And often what happens is when we set a goal or we set our sights on something, we often get overwhelmed by um, all the things we feel like we have to do, but usually that to-do list of all the things we think we should be doing comes from other people. It comes from what we've seen other people do, what we've heard other people say it sh should be done, and what we think is the right way of doing things. And so that's a little bit disempowering. Um, and it doesn't come from herself, right? And so when it comes to rebuilding self-trust, I really like this exercise because it really allows us to, to tune into what we already know and what we think and feel is right. Um, and as I said earlier, it really takes into account everything that's available to us in that moment. And that's how our intuition guides us. And so it considers all the different options and then it gives us the one that feels the most fun, the most easy, the most expansive, inspiring, creative, um, all of that, right? All the things that you want to feel in your business. So I would really encourage you to try that. If you want to set a goal, I like 90 day goals because a lot can change in 90 days, um, but you can set whatever goal you want. Then um, ask yourself, ask your future self who've, who's already accomplished it. How does she need me to show up for her? What does she need me to do? What does she need me to believe? Um, and what did she have to change in her belief system? What did she have to start believing? What did she have to work on in order to feel comfortable, to feel safe, to feel worthy of having those things happen for her? So yeah, I really like to know if you do it, what comes of it, okay? All right, so that was number two. Number three has two parts. So it's, um, again, so the, the second one, so future self-envisioning, that's usually using your intuition to get information, right? So it's tapping into your own wisdom, your own guidance, and that's, information coming through you. Um, and so this next one is a little bit more like the first one. So it's really about using our body as a compass. So it's going to say yes, or it's going to say no. Okay. And I'm just going to share two ways that you can tune into that. Um, so first one is expansive versus constricted. 
okay? So when you consider an option, let's say you consider dating someone, a partner, okay? How you feel is so important and it's really important in business as well. It's important in everything. So I, I think there's never a mistake in how we feel. There is never a mistake in how we feel. There's always an important reason. So let's say you're dating someone and you want to know if you should move forward or if maybe they're just not the right person, okay? So the, the way that you would know um, that you could tap into your intuition for guidance around that is to actually tune into your body and notice when you think about them or, or when you're, you think about being with them, whether your body feels like constricting, kind of like that sensation I was talking about earlier, like feels constricting, like kind of going inwards and kind of like freezing or whether it feels like expanding, like ease, like um, freedom, right? joy and really like ease like what like your shoulders go back and you just feel safe and you feel easy and it's just like your body kind of expands right that's a really really good way of knowing whether something is right or not for you um and it's a really good way also to navigate kind of your daily life right if you're thinking about writing a post on instagram or posting a story you can just tune into your body and, and ask yourself, okay, am I feeling constricted or am I feeling expansive? And for me, the best time to show up in your life, in your relationships and in your business is when you're feeling expansive. And because when you feel expansive, that's when you show up as your full, like the fullest expression of you as your full self. And that's when your energy is really present. Whereas when you're constricted, you kind of feel like hiding and you feel like um, you don't want to be seen and you feel insecure. And so notice when you go, like, let's say you're on a date and you know that the person is just not the person for you, you're going to probably spend the whole time feeling a little bit constricted, asking yourself, okay, when is this going to be over, right? Whereas if you know that it's the right person for you, you're going to feel more expanded and you're going to feel more comfortable um, when you consider how you want to show up in your business. Let's say for me, showing up as like for these workshops and classes and like now a podcast, um, that feels really expansive and easy for me. When I think about doing them, it just feels like, oh yeah, this is just me like doing my thing and I just show up and I like to talk about all these things that matter to me. And I feel, I love it because I feel like it can be helpful for someone else. And so I'm just like, yes, like it feels really good. If I think about writing blog posts, my body just kind of just goes like, ugh. Like, no, it's just not for me. I don't like the idea of having to sit on my computer and trying to write something. Um, I've done it, but it just feels tiring for me. And so like, it just feels like, eh, right? And so that's how, that's just one way to use it. Um, but do you see how simple it is? Like, okay, I can do workshops. Yes, feels expansive. Or I can do blog posts and I'm like, Ugh, no. And I just feel, it feels constricting, right? It's so easy. It's such a simple exercise, but honestly, like, I think it's the best way that we can be guided in our business to make the, the moves and the decisions and the choices that are right for us. So I would love to know if you guys try that, what comes of it. Okay. And then the next like part two of that 
is noticing your breath. So I want you to actually really try this if you can. Um, but our breath is so representative of our intuition. And so I'm just going to like explain it real quick. Okay. So when you, when you think of, um, when you think of something, let's say you consider something and you're wondering whether you want to move forward or not, whether it's a person, whether it's a marketing strategy, a business coach, whatever. Okay. A similar way to tune into your body and notice if it feels expansive or constricted is noticing how your breath responds, okay? So when you think of something that feels um, fun and easy, something that feels expansive, something that's a yes for from your intuition for, for you and your body, um, your breath is going to feel really easy and it's going to flow and it's going to go in and out. And it's just not gonna take like, it's just not, you don't, it takes no effort. And it's just like, it goes in and out and it's effortless. And you take nice, long, deep breaths, right? That's just how your breath goes. And it just like feels like, that's how you know that it's a yes. When you consider something that's not right for you, your constriction is also felt in your breathing, okay? So that's your, when you're gonna notice that your breathing actually feels, your breaths feel short and you don't feel like taking a deep full breath and your shoulders kind of get a little bit more rigid. And so your breaths are a little bit like constricted, right? So you notice that your, your breathing is harder. You don't, you're not um, breathing as well. So that's really when your intuition says no to something, right? So when you think about something that feels really good, like I think about coaching, and doing these workshops and my program is made easy and I'm just like, my breathing is good and it's easy and it flows, right? Um, and then I think about going back to work in a coffee shop, like I used to, to like six years ago or something. And like, I think about that and I'm just like, no, my body says no and my breathing is short and I just like, I can barely take a deep breath because that's my body responding to that idea, right? So it's, it's really interesting and I really invite you to notice um, when you consider different things in your business, whether you wanna move forward or not, what response you get from that. Um, yeah, it's really, really interesting. So we did the body compass. So we um, calibrated your positive and your negative end of the scale so that your body can tell you with those physical sensations, whether something is a yes or whether something it's a no. And because it's a scale, like a sliding scale, you because now we calibrated the two ends, but anything that goes towards the positive or towards the negative, even if it's not as intense of a sensation, that still guides you to whether it's a yes or a no. Then we talked about future self envisioning. And so that's asking questions to the future version of you who has created the life that you want, who has created the business and who has accomplished the goals that you want to accomplish in your business. And now what we did was talk about expansion um, or constriction in your body and how also your, your breath is representative of that. Okay. So now, ooh, I love this one. Okay, so we have two left. So number four is trusting versus controlling, okay? 
So this is another kind of visualization and meditation thing. Um, and it also has to do with your body's response. So what you do is you think about something that you're trying to figure out, um, something you're trying to work through, something you're trying to accomplish. And what we do, what we want to do now is to evaluate whether we're approaching it from a place of trust or whether we're approaching it from a place of trying to control and manipulate and like from a place of distrust, right? So the way that we do this is we picture the situation, we picture the thing in our mind that we're trying to figure out and do. And we, so you like, you can close your eyes, but the way that we imagine it, all right, is we are um, sitting on, like, you know, one of those things that horses like carry, like, a, I don't know what you call them. We, I know the word in French, but like you have a horse that's pulling you on a thing and you have reins in your hands, okay? So you're sitting on the thing and the horse is in front and you have the reins in your hands. And so um, the way that you know whether you're approaching the thing with trust or in a controlling, distrusting manner is whether the reins in your hands are held really tightly like this like if you really don't wanna loosen your grip and you're trying to hold on for dear life, like no matter what, like I need this to happen. This is like really how it has to go and this absolutely needs to work. And that's how, that's how you know that you're in a controlling energy, okay? When you imagine yourself on the horse and you consider that thing and you have the reins in your hands and you're holding on really tight to the reins. When, you're in a trusting energy, you're, the horse is pulling you on the, let's call it a buggy, right? Just buggy. The horse is pulling the buggy and you're sitting on the buggy. And the way that you know that you're trusting is that your hands are just on your lap. You've got the reins in your hands really relaxed and you're trusting the horse to just like that the horse knows where to go and it just knows where you're going. And it just, you know, goes down the road. And that's, that's the, the, the way that you're going, right? But so that's the difference in the way that you're holding the reins is are you holding them on tight and really feeling like you have to control the outcome or are you relaxed and are you trusting that you're being guided in the right direction, right? So really notice how you're holding the reins. Um, I really like that metaphor. I think it's really helpful. Sometimes when I'm trying to figure out what to do in my business. I notice that I'm in a feeling of an energy of control. And so I ask myself, okay, how could I approach this in a way that feels like the trusting energy? What would be my response? And how would I move forward if I were in that trusting energy? And so that guides me to take action or to just, or not to take action, but just to know how to move forward or what to think or how I can shift how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking um, in comparison to how I was feeling when I was really in that controlling energy. So when we are in that controlling energy, usually that doesn't create the results that we want because it, it um, we're, when we're not acting from a place of trust, we're acting from a place of fear and insecurity and distrust, right? And so when we're feeling that way, 
um, we're not taking empowered, expansive action because remember, we're feeling really small and constricted and, and we want to control. And so it's not the taking action from that place and moving forward from that place is not going to yield the results that we want, right? So um, yeah, that's number four. So really think about um, those reins and put yourself in that situation and consider, are you holding on really tight and do you feel like you need to have control or are you trusting and are you letting go of control and allowing things to flow and to happen and trusting that what's in the, your best interest is gonna happen in the best way possible for you. Sometimes we try to control the outcome because we think we know what's best for us. Um, but that is like coming from a place of distrust. When we are in a trusting energy, we trust the universe, we trust God to know what's in our best interest. We give them the power to know what's good for us. So when I set my, my three month, my 90 day goal, and I said, I would love to have 10 women in my program, and I would love to have six clients in my ask for help um, coaching plan. Well, I said, I would love for that to happen. And at the same time, if that's not the outcome that the universe or God wants for me, and that's not the best thing that's the thing that's in my best interest, I know that it's going to be either that or something better. Because if it's not that, then I know that it's because the universe or God has something that's planned for me that's even better than what I can imagine and plan with my little human brain, right? So however you want to choose to approach it, I like to approach it this way because it feels more empowering. It's like, yes, I'm going to set this goal. I'm going to trust that it's either going to happen this way. So it's going to either be this or it's going to be something even better. And so... I like to take action from my place and I like to trust that um, even if things don't happen the way that I think they will or when I think they should, um, then I know that the way that it does happen is exactly what I needed and, and what God or the universe thought was best for me, right? So, but usually our intuition doesn't lead us wrong. And so when we set goals intuitively um, and we choose goals that feel fun and expansive, um, even if we have fear, uh, usually when we trust our intuition, it doesn't lead us wrong. So, but we do have to trust and let go of that control, right? Okay, we have one left. Just going to take a sip of water. Okay. Ooh, this is good. Okay, so you guys know, with the name of my program, Biz Made Easy, um, it actually started just for me wanting to make everything in my life easy. And I came to that because I noticed that I was setting goals for myself and the way that I wanted to accomplish them was by doing things that didn't feel easy. They were things that felt hard. And I thought that it had to feel hard in order to get results, right? It, it had to felt the doing of reaching the goal had to felt hard in order for me to get the results that I wanted. But what I really noticed as I, I, I did my own work and I, I worked through that, I noticed that when we actually make things easy for ourselves, that's when we actually have the energy um, to sh and the fun and the pleasure and the energy like physical energy but also the energy in who you're showing up as um, to do the thing 
when we make things easy, we create an option for ourselves that makes doing the thing kind of a no-brainer, right? So these days, I am, I am, I have been envisioning this for the longest time. I've been waiting to be able to do it to be like for when I was working from home and I'm newly working from home now. So I'm going to be able to start doing this more, but I am a really big snacker and I have a very big sweet tooth. Okay. And I eat three meals a day and at least one snack but I like, I eat like every three hours or something and I stop eating like after dinner. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I'm, I'm always like, I always need a snack like in the afternoon, like around three or four. And usually I snack a little before dinner. And then sometimes I want a little dessert, you know, a little something sweet. And what I noticed is that when I haven't planned an easy option that is like healthy, that feels good, that is nourishing, but also really yummy. When I haven't planned for that easy option, um, for that healthy option, let's say, I always go for what's easiest. And so what's easiest usually is processed food. It's like, I have, if I have a bag of chips and I didn't plan for a healthy snack option that week, I might eat some chips, right? If I haven't planned for um, a nice little dessert option that's like, you know, like a freezer fudge or like um, those little like energy brownie bites and stuff. If I haven't planned for those things, then I'm gonna turn to the easiest option, which is like um, a granola bar that's just like not really good, but kind of satisfies the thing or some chips or, I'm going to snack on something that's just not really healthy, right? So what I notice is that when I give myself the option of making it easy, I actually reach my goals faster, right? And I get more results from it. It's the same with working out. If I were to set myself a goal of working out three times a week for 45 minutes or an hour, honestly, I might do it once, maybe twice, but probably not all three because like it just feels hard for me, right? But if I give myself um, the option of working out for 20 minutes, maybe every day or six days a week, 20 minutes in a day really is not like it's nothing, you know? So that's definitely something that I can do, right? So when we give ourselves the option to do the thing that feels easy, there's actually um, a lot more chances that we're going to do it. And when we do it and we do it consistently, that's when we get results. So with my snacks, it's like, I'm going to be replacing all those times when I went to eat chips with times when I'm going to be able to have healthy snacks and, and like alternatives that are really good for me that I would rather eat, but that I just didn't plan for and didn't make easy. Right. Because whipping up a nice batch of like freezer fudge is, is really fun and, and all of that. But usually when I'm, I get hungry at 4 p.m., I don't want to take 15 minutes to, to do that and let it set for half an hour, you know? I just take the granola bar or I eat the chips because they're there and it's easy. So when it comes to business, right? Um, making things easy. 
it's it's basically the same thing, right? So when we give ourselves the option to do things in the way that feels easy for us, we're actually giving ourselves the chance to actually do it more, to do it with a better energy and to do it more consistently. And our intuition in terms of making things easy comes in when we ask ourselves, instead of asking ourselves, what do I need to do? Which would tell me like, work out three times a week for an hour or 45 minutes, and which would tell me you should make those healthy options right now. You know, that's what it would tell me. What do I need to do? That's what I would get as a result. But that's not making things easy, right? So intuitively, like how we can help ourselves shift that is to ask ourselves, okay, how do I want to feel? Number one, how do I want to feel about this? So in your business, if you're, you just don't know how to approach your marketing these days, then you, could, you can just ask yourself, okay, how do I want to feel? I want to feel helpful. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel creative. I want it to feel easy. And I want to feel like I'm having an impact, right? So then you could then ask yourself, okay, what would allow me to feel that way? And then you sit with that. What would allow me to feel that way? And so for me, when I think of what feels creative, empowering, that allows me to feel like I have an impact, it's these uh, workshops. And then um, I've been creating little reels about things that I don't want women to feel guilty about when it comes to their life and business. So that feels really good. And it feels like I'm having like just a little tiny impact in their day, but it feels really nice, you know, to share that message. By the way, reels felt really hard before. And then when I came up with this way that made it feel easy, I actually started doing it really regularly. So it's like, you are not the problem. There's nothing wrong with you if you can't, you know, if you haven't found a way to be consistent yet. It's just that you haven't made things easy for yourself enough, right? And it's not easy in terms of what's lazy and you want to do just a little and, and not work a lot in your business. It's like easy in terms of your personality, of how you want to be spending your time, of what feels fun and natural for you. Um, I have a friend and for her, it's like, let's say I could ask her a question. We often talk on Voxer and she can, she will answer me of like with a voice memo and her voice memo is going to blow my mind. Like she just has the, the most amazing things just blurred out of her mouth. And we were talking and at some point I was like, do you like, why don't you have a podcast? Like the best things literally come out of your mouth when you're not even thinking about it. And she was like, and she'd already th been thinking about it. And one of her friends had already like mentioned it to her. Um, but that's kind of, you can also call it maybe your zone of genius. Maybe it's that. I just know that when something feels really f easy for us, I don't think there's a mistake there. I think we have to lean into that and kind of um, allow ourselves to do the things that just feel really natural and easy. And, and yeah, so our intuition can guide us towards those things when we ask the questions, how do I want to feel and what would allow me to feel this way? And also another one of my favorites is just what would be the next easiest step for me to take? What would take like the least amount of effort but feel really fun and easy for me? And it's not because it feels fun and easy that it's not going to have an impact or that it's not going to be effective. Because remember, and I've talked about this before, it's not effort equals results, all right? It's not the amount of effort that you put in. So even if you work hard, it doesn't, that's not what creates your results. It's energy creates results. 
energy equals results, right? So if you let yourself make things easy, the energy you're going to have when you show up in those things and in that way, that's what's going to create results for you in your business um, and in your life, right? If I show up for those 20 minutes of workout and I'm really into it and I'm having fun and it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to work out for 20 minutes and then I'm done and then I can just get to the next part of my day, then I'm just going to be a lot more into it than if, if I think I have to go and work out for 45 minutes and then I'm just not going to feel like it and I'm going to drag my feet and it's just going to be like, you know, so that changes a lot of the result that we get from it and the energy that we show up with, right? Um, yeah, so that was five ways to uh, use our intuition in our business. I hope that that was helpful. It was definitely a lot of fun, a little different from what I'm used to doing. Um, I feel like when I give explanations like this, it feels kind of different and <laughs> a little bit weird, um, but it was definitely fun. So uh, if you try any of these, come and let me know if you want. I would love to hear what your, your thoughts were. I will be creating a kind of worksheet that kind of encompasses all these different ideas and practices and exercises um, and include kind of a worksheet part where if you want, you can fill in and answer those questions that I mentioned during the, the class slash episode. Um, so yeah, so that is it for tonight. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that you um, will find these useful in your business and helping you make your decisions more intuitively and helping you develop more self-trust in your business. And yeah, I hope it's, I hope it's gonna help you be more guided and have more fun and make things easier. Okay, so if you have any questions or comments, come and see me. Otherwise, I will see you guys next week, same place, same time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and found something valuable. I'd love to talk to you about something I've created. If you found yourself feeling overwhelmed by business and if a lot of the advice out there doesn't resonate with you, I'd like to invite you to consider my coaching program, Biz Made Easy. In this program, I walk you through the simple business principles you need to create a sustainable business that feels good and that feels easy. It's everything you need to do things your way and use your intuition to guide you in your business journey. Combined with that, we dive into the mindset and healing work that finally allows you to show up fully in your business, be comfortable being seen, feel confident with what you know right now, trust yourself in your ideas, and believe that your dreams are, in fact, possible. It's a lifetime access program with six modules walking you through tools and principles you need for business and mindset. Plus, the program includes live coaching rounds where we meet multiple times a year for six weeks of live coaching and working on your business and mindset together. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'll also leave more info in the show notes about it. And if it sounds like a right fit, I would love to welcome you into the program, see you and your business grow, and create a beautiful space for you to do business your way. <laughs>